0: You're listening to Bowls Australia's official podcast, The Right
1: Line, rolling you through the latest from the world of bowls. Subscribe now via your favourite podcast app. Hello and welcome to The Right Line, Bowls Australia's official podcast episode 47 today. We are well and truly getting up their second show in 2023 and we have got a massive one lined up because Kevin Anderson is going to join us, the coach of the victorious Moama Steamers and Nick Cahill, fresh off his maiden BPL campaign. Val Ferbo here with you and joining me as they always do, well Clive Adams, I've I've spent a lot of time with Clive over the last week so I'm a bit sick of him but it's good to have him back. How are you? You?
2: Yeah, feelings mature, Val. But no, uh,
1: g- g- great to be back on the show, and we've got a lot of BPL stuff to talk about right now, haven't we? It's going to be fun. We certainly do. And well, we weren't sure if we were going to be graced by this lady's presence because she's well and truly too big for us now. She's coaching, she's playing, she's dominating on the TV screens. But Lindsay Clark has been gracious enough to make an appearance on the show. How are you, Linny?
3: I <laughs> Good. Thanks, guys. Look, I spent all last week with you as well, and I can't get enough of you, so I had to come back again today.
1: No, it's good to have you on the show. And, well, we've got a special guest host this week, and she had such a good audition late last year that we thought we have to have her back. And Brianna Smith, right at Home Emerging Jackaroo, joins us on the show this week as a guest host. How are you, Bri?
4: I'm fabulous. How is everyone else? Thank you for having me. I really, really appreciate it. I'm glad to be back. I enjoyed it the first time, so hopefully it's just as good this time.
1: <laughs> I'm sure it will be. You're, uh, you you absolutely dominated the show last time. You stole all the headlines away from us. So um, I'm sure this is going to go very <laughs> <Okay>. well. <laughs> but it's um it was a massive week last week with the BPL. Now, Bree, you just told us off air that you missed last Friday's uh, finals night because you're at Ed Sheeran. So, um, look, you, you receive a pass mark for that because that's a pretty good reason not to, not to watch some bowls. But um, how was the concert first and foremost? It was
4: all time. That was my second time seeing Ed Sheeran and I will gladly go again. I was there, busting my moves, showing off and I was doing my <laughs> own little thing.
1: That was uh, my
4: two sisters and I embarrassed them. So I'm happy with that. <laughs> nice. Fantastic.
1: Um, yeah. But speaking of busting moves, Aaron Sheriff was busting moves on the bowls green because he put on one of the more dominant displays in those final two matches on Friday that saw Moama overcome the Moreton Bay Pirates in the prelim and then the Sydney Lions in the final. Now, Clive and Lenny all the three of us were on hand to witness what happened and what transpired. The prelim, I'll start with you, Clive, I think is probably the greatest BPL match that I've ever seen. And where does that rank for you? Yeah, look, um, you you package up Friday night and
2: it's it's pretty hard to beat in terms – you'd have to go a long way for a better night of bowls than Friday night. That that prelim was special. It was just shot after shot. I – you just didn't know where to look, and nothing was safe. And I think I said it during the commentary that when you play a, when you play bowls and nothing's safe, it's a really fun environment to be in because you just never know who's going to get the next shot. You're appreciating the shots that your opposition are playing, and there's there's room in the BPL to do that.
1: Um, I just thought it was a really special night. I really did. I thought it was an amazing night. And Lindsay, you had uh, you had the broadcast in your ear that entire time. I've heard it back and Scott Thorborn and Shannon McElroy were going absolutely nuts in the commentary box. So <laughs> what was your take on on what was an unbelievable match before we get to the final and what the steamers were able to achieve?
3: Yeah, it was pretty crazy. I think we've all kind of blocked out like when Moema played Sydney and they got absolutely towered up by the Lions mm. in that the game before what ended up being one of the best BPL matches of all time. So it was kind of like a little bit unexpected that um they they could lift to kind of that crazy level. I knew that the Pirates the Moreton Bay Pirates played phenomenally well in their matches in the lead up to that semi. Um so yeah, it was when Alex Marshall takes on Aaron Sheriff, it's always a fantastic match. Uh but everyone else in in those positions played their roles as well. Joe Edwards phenomenal all um, you had Cass come off the bench, uh, like played outstanding, one of the best I've seen play, and Ryan Besser doing what he does, so yeah, it was crazy. Um, the guys in the commentary, like listening to them uh, have their perspectives and the energy that it built, you could feel the crowd like building with excitement and. Attention, tension and it was just such a bummer in that semi-final that someone had to be a loser. And I think um, talking to Chris Roseanne this week, he's one of my uh, squad members with the Emerging Jackaroos. And they've lost their semi-final, one of their finals matches on the last bowl for the last three BPLs. So they're, they're hoping that the next time round. The last bowl might be in favor of the Pirates this time.
1: <laughs> well, you're exactly yeah. right wow. because in BPL 15, it was Matty Flapper who went around and Alex Marshall blocker to draw the shot. Then Scotty Thilborn pulled one out of the bag. And then Alex was this close to nailing it yeah. um, and unfortunately just didn't get the luck this time. So we thought maybe with him having last bowl, he might have the control, but unfortunately not. But Aaron Sheriff just continued that into the final. And, well, it was a well-deserved sixth MVP crown for Aaron Sheriff at a BPL. Um, he's four more than the next best couple of players, which a few people have too. But he is – Teasy was challenging for a while, but Aaron Sheriff well and truly missed a BPL. Five titles, third BPL All-Star, six M- six-time MVP now. He's also broken the record for the longest time between titles, with with 10 in between his BPL 7 and BPL 17 triumphs. There is no stopping him. And and Clive, what we saw last week, if that's an indication of what's to come at the BPL, you might as well just pencil the steamers and Omar in for all the awards again now.
2: There was a moment during one of the games, uh, well, it was during the final last last week, where uh, Gaz, Gary Willis, who was commentating with me, um, Aaron Wilson had played a bowl and he just nudged the jack and it moved over so you couldn't really quite see it. And, and Willis said, oh, that's made it better. It took within, it was within about three seconds, not even, Aaron Sheriff's bowl was on its way down. I said to him, how much better as Aaron Sheriff went bang and put the jack straight in the ditch and sat on top of it, you know, and you you just went, you know, yeah, it looks better, but. Not for long, no. because you just you just couldn't <laughs> hold on to anything. It was just look. Uh, did the final quite match the prelim? Maybe not, but it was it was never going to be able to. It was no. that the standard that was set, but it was still a magnificent game. I
3: was going to say as well. I think um, Omar is definitely Mister MVP, Mister
2: BPL,
3: Mister Everything. Um, he is the best player in that format. Uh, I think it's the pace that he plays at is definitely suits his BPL style, and I think. it well, like, like, To be honest, it's really hard um, for a leader to try and win, take out the, the, the uh, MVP title or, or get in the mix just because there's so much excitement and flair and big shots played by the skippers. But Joe Edwards, for me, was one of the standout leaders, leading performances, if not one of the best players in that um, BPL as well. So, yeah, it's, it's a, a tricky system. But, uh, yeah, Omar, incredible and, and very much deserving um, of the MVP and Mr. BPL Hashtag.
1: <laughs> yeah, pretty much, I think so. And, and Brianna, um, you're part of the power couple with uh, one of Bowles' power couples with, uh, with Ben Twist.
3: <laughs> <The> glamour couple. <laughs> we've, got,
1: uh, we've got Kelsey Cottrell and Andrew Howe, and we've got Br- uh, Brianna Smith and Ben Twist. Now, Twisty, unfortunately, <laughs> um, lost out on Friday night. But what did, um, what did he say to you after the final? Because, um, look, when you, you've got ringside tickets to the Aaron Sheriff show, it's very hard to, uh, to get over the line. But um, what did you gauge from him after the final?
4: So when I got, got, got the phone call from him, all he said was that was the best game that our team has played this whole week. And he said we could not do much else. He goes, we just sat back and watched the show because it was just, I mean, I didn't watch watch it back. He goes, but it was just brilliant. It was outstanding. But my team is they were on top from day one and they never left that top spot. So that really shows you and puts him into perspective how good of a team they really, really are.
2: I think you're right, and I think it was what we were looking for. And I, I, my tip was the Moama Steamers for the, uh, uh, quite a few of the reasons that actually happened. We know we know Aaron Sheriff and Ryan Best of the quality you get there. Cass Millerick was always going to be better second time around, no longer making her debut, more confident with what she's doing, knows her role in the team, and on her home greens, she was always going to give a little more, and that's exactly what happened, and it definitely happened on finals night.
1: Well Omar said that in the um in the in the speech and just said uh, in his acceptance speech and said Cass you were incredible tonight and she she saved her best balls for Friday night which was so impressive and she did no harm on her debut at Pine Rivers in November but she was even better here and it, it was awesome to watch because you've got the master blaster Ryan Bester as well in this team who he recorded his third BPL title. So this team is just going from strength to strength. They had a couple of fifth place positions um, or finishes in BPL 15 and 16, but they're well and truly back on top and within one of becoming or equaling the Sydney Lions tally of four uh, four trophies. So an outstanding tournament for Moama.
2: Yeah, it's an interesting one to get your head around this combination because, you know, Ryan Bester by – predominantly playing him as a lead, you take away that that massive weapon that we know he's got. You focus in more on his draw game, which we know he can do that too. You know, he's a great singles player. But it's a it's an interesting dynamic, this team. And they they perhaps worked it out a little bit better. Um, the the results certainly say so. so. As you say, 14 wins out of the 18 qualifying rounds, uh, they got it working. But it's it's an interesting dynamic. If you were going to pick someone that was always going to stay on the mountain lead, you know, Ryan Best is not the first thing that comes to mind. Only because you think of how good he is as a skipper.
3: <laughs> I think you're right, Clive. And he's. I do think they found their right formula those first few BPLs that. Uh... Um, Aaron and Ryan played together. Ryan was kind of a little bit fish out of water just because he's been like the big weapon for Moama um, for so long. And um, I think what helped as well was Cass starting the matches. So the pressure wasn't, I mean, the pressure's always on kind of, but it wasn't as intense as when you try and come off the bench in a second set. Like ideally the boys have wrapped up the first set, but when they hadn't, that can be a lot of pressure. And especially in your first BPL or two, it's um, it can be a lot. So I think they got that right starting uh, Cass off in those first few ends
1: yeah 100% and the Sydney Lions they well they had a bizarre tournament because they only played two tie breaks throughout the entirety of their i think they played 21 matches or 20 matches they pl- 18 of those were straight sets results which was quite unbelievable they went 1 and 1 in tie breaks and um it, it's it's really interesting because i think there I looked during the week only tweed at BPL 11 and the Brisbane Gold in APL 1 were the only teams to have played less tie-breaks, but they played a significantly less amount of games, which is, Clive, I don't think we've seen anything quite like that before, but they managed to just get the job done when they got in front, and unfortunately, when they were behind, um, they just couldn't quite get themselves back into the contest.
2: Yeah, I think the the, the scoring patterns of, of Sydney and Moama um, show why they finished on top, and I think that tiebreak count shows it too, that uh, Sydney just just blew teams away early on, and um, and piled on the shots, I think midway through the tournament, they were still going at around about 16 shots a match, which over two sets of five ends, it's, it, we don't see those sorts of numbers. Even even the numbers they finish with, just shy of 13 shots a match. Um, normally that number's around sort of the 11 or 12 for most of the teams. So it's a, it's a good stat. And really, um, Sydney and Moama, when you look at the final stats, in nearly every stat count we look at, they're one and two. Yep. It, it shows you that the top two teams made it that far uh, made, and, and it was no fluke that they did.
1: Yeah, exactly. And the all-star team having Aaron Sheriff, uh, Aaron Wilson and Joe Edwards, I think all three of them were probably the three standouts of the week as well. But Brianna, who, from what you saw, who were probably, who were the unsung heroes that you thought played really, really well and probably deserve a little bit more credit for, than, uh, than what they got in terms of MVP?
4: Goodness me, that's a tricky question because I didn't see much of it, which I'm really devastated because all this talk <laughs> about how good it was and it's only one I that's, missed.
1: That's why I said from what you saw. <laughs> very
4: loaded. Oh, it's goodness. a very loaded question, Val. <laughs> really, very, very loaded question. Why goodness not? Me, I, think I only watched it on the first day.
1: Baptism um, of fire.
4: Goodness me, maybe it was, I mean, unsung heroes, Gold Coast Hawks, maybe they're such a stacked yeah. team and they finished second last. Looking at the, I was looking at the ladder today going, what can I get this information from? Um, <laughs> yeah, they come second last. And I was looking at, the, they, yeah. I mean, if they, they had a few tie breaks, if those tie breaks had possibly been gone in their favour, things could have been a different story. They could have been in that top six and possibly
3: made it to finals. So I'll go with the Gold Coast Hawks. <laughs> I think I, I, reckon, I agree I think the funny thing was when we finished broadcast on the um, Thursday night, so the second last day, the Hawks were actually a chance of top five. So they won their last two and Brisbane had faltered. They were a a legitimate chance of making it. And then they they finished second last. They lost their last two and and the results went the other way. Um, For me, I I wanted to highlight the poor old Tassie Tridents. Yeah, Um, my God. By all accounts, yeah, they scored quite well. And I think they lost – they lost a lot of matches by just talking to Beck, like things just not quite going their way, a few tie breaks. Uh, uh, yeah, and it wasn't, you know, sometimes that it, um, luck, luck can change as the BPL goes on, but apparently for them from day one to the final day, things just didn't happen to them. And they actually played solid and... Um, especially, you know, Michael Sims, a fresh face into the side. He really did well as well. So, yeah, Tassie, poor old Tassie, for me.
2: <laughs> yeah, I can I can give you just a few of the stats regarding Tassie. I mean, they finished with a, a third highest on the yeah. average shot scored.
4: Wow. You know,
2: so they finished they finished last with only four wins. Yet they were mm. third highest on the average shot scored. But one of eight tie breaks. One win in eight matches that went to a tie break. We know what that means. A tiebreak win is a match win. Uh, you don't win a tiebreak and lose the mm. match. That's not how it works. So um, one of eight is is going to kill your tournament. You know when you compare that to say, uh, I don't know, Perth Suns seven out of seven tie break results, but well down on the scoring stats. Um, so there's just those key moments that you have to win in BPL matches, and if you don't win them. It's a big difference to to where you finish on the table. Well, yeah, you're exactly right. Oh, sorry, Perth
3: sons, Clive. Oh, sorry, I was going to say, like, what about Clive? The Perth Suns, like, for me, on TV nights, uh, they were just outstanding. Such a great team to watch. So much energy. Uh, Cody, one of the best BPLs I've seen Cody play. Uh, Yeah, another one that I'm like, oh, Perth Suns, good effort. Mm
2: Yeah, absolutely. I think Cody does qualify into that unsung hero, particularly, as you mentioned, on the TV games. Five out of six they were on the TV rink in the end um, because games are played uh, off-camera on the TV rink as well. Uh, just struggled. Uh, there were zero from four and zero from three on rinks one and two. So I don't know what was going on on rinks one and two for,
1: for Perth, but it, it wasn't good. Well, we often saw Cody sitting on the bench at the start of matches and we're like... What's he sitting on the bench for? He's been on fire, but Blake Nan skipped a lot of those matches during the day and um and Chrissy led for him. So, um I think she had a really uh, I think Blake sorry had a really good tournament for himself. He was um he was brilliant and I think indoctrinated in my mind. I reckon I had a dream about the statement what a shot man after the tournament because I think he said that that many times throughout the week and um it yeah, that needs think, to
2: be a stat. It probably yeah. needs to be a stat that we keep in
1: future, yeah. how many water shot Pac-Mans are played. Because <laughs> you can hear it from it, It doesn't matter where he's playing. You know Cody Packer's played a good shot. So, um, no, I think I, I dreamt about that a lot. But I, I think it's a testament, you're right, Lindsay, to how well Cody Packer did play. Um, the Melbourne Extreme are another one. Second time in a row that they've missed out on net sets, which is really disappointing. But, again, they put in a really good showing. Ali Forsyth taking more of a leadership role um, with this team as it changed – quite uh quite late from Carla Matthew and Ali to Nick Tash and Ali um but I think Nick and Tash both put in really solid performances throughout and uh we'll have Nick on a bit later but Lindsay as um as someone that coaches him um how impressed were you with how he was sort of or how he just ingrained himself in this situation and and focused in yeah look
3: um I- Breezer would back me up because they played world championships together uh, at the end of last year, but he's such a um, cool, calm, confident kind of character. He's only young, but he seems way more mature than his years. Um, I knew he'd thrive in that environment. He's 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 very um, like very determined, very goal-driven. Uh, BPL's always been a big one on his bucket list. He played at UBC, got called in last minute um, to fill in for the Sunbury side in the UBC. So he was really quite confident, um, on the surface down there. And I think with the extreme, it was probably just the fact that they didn't get off to the best start to the tournament and they were kind of finding their rhythm and, and who plays where. And, you know, Nick's a great back-end player, but he he can also lead really well. Same with Tash, same with Ali. They all kind of played a similar role. So by the time they got it going, that was just that probably one game win too late. Um, Mm. but yeah, Nick, it's super impressive. Hopefully he gets another shot. Um, um I think he'll just get better and better as as he gets more chances.
1: Yeah, and that's what I was going to ask you Brie. having played with him at the Under 25 World Indoors last year. How um how impressed were you by how he can just zone in and you know he might have a couple of losses but he can rebound really well and nothing seems to phase him.
4: He is just a happy go lucky <laughs> kind of guy. He's he's my kind of guy. But like in regards to him, in like in the UBC and BPL, I feel like he was just made for it. He's very versatile. He can start into any position and he'll he'll give it his best shot. He won't let you down. Like, he's always there giving it 100% and, like, he's just,
3: yeah, he's my kind of guy. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, – oh, sorry, <laughs> I'm interrupting. I get so excited talking about BPL, but Barry <laughs> Lester said in commentary that Nick would eat a bowl if he could. Like, he just loves the game. Um, a student of our sport, he knows – I think from when he was about five or six, his grandma got him involved and he knows all these stats and he, he used to – uh, back then, you know, play these little games where like, oh, what if Mark Casey took on Aaron Sheriff and like all, all this random sort of stuff. Uh, but he just loves the game and he's so passionate and driven about it. So, um, yeah, big fan as well.
1: Well, I think we're going to be <laughs> asking him about those games a bit later on when we do have him. But we do have plenty more still to come on the right line. We've got Kevin Anderson coming up next and he's going to chat to us about the Miami Steamers victory at, uh, or at home last week and his first as a Steamer. So looking forward to that on the right line.
0: Bowls Australia's official e-store have a great range of products for every player. Visit shop.bowls.com.au to pick up some new kit and help you look and feel your best out on the green.
1: You're listening to The Right Line, Bowls Australia's official podcast, Valfebo, Lindsay Clark and Clive Adams with you with our special guest host, Brianna Smith, who is absolutely dominating this show at the moment. So I think uh, we need to lift our games, guys, because uh, we've got a very special guest on the show and his name is Kevin Anderson, the victorious coach of the Moama Steamers and the BPL 17 All-Star team. He's in the office over there at Moama. Kevin, how are you?
0: Yeah, not too so bad, mate. Just what happens us on the show. Looking forward to it.
1: Uh, yeah, we're, well, thank you for coming on the show. It's a pleasure to have you as part of it, mate. And um, congratulations, first things first. Um, how has it all sunk in after the uh, final on Friday night?
0: Yeah, it's pretty good, mate. There's still a real buzz about the place down here. Everyone's really happy. It got really good coverage down here in the local paper and stuff like that as well. We had our Sports Star of the Year awards for the Chukamoama and it was, yeah, it was pretty, it was a pretty big thing down here, mate. The whole community's really happy with it, so it's good.
1: Now, as they should be. And um, look, it's the third final that you've been involved in as a steamer, two as a coach, one as a player. How relieving is it to finally get the chocolates?
0: Yeah, it's pretty good, mate. Especially, well, it was a rematch of last year against Sydney when I was playing. And obviously, Brianna's better half twisty. He played an absolute <laughs> horny beat. Us. So yeah, that was still fresh in my memory. So yeah, nah, it was good to get one eventually after hitting the crossbar <laughs> twice.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Kevi, tell us about. Uh, you mentioned in your speech uh, having front row tickets, Aside from the fact that you you got the best job in the world telling those three people what to do, <laughs> um, tell us about having front row tickets to the Aaron Sheriff show. We've uh, started the the um, podcast today with talking about how amazing he played. Tell us a little bit what that was like for you, ringside every match. Oh,
0: it was it was actually a joy to watch. So there was I think the semi final was the best when he played Marshall and the two of them were going toe to toe, and I just. <laughs> I just looked at Burnett one and we just started laughing because it was just it was ridiculous. But <laughs> like, he was so so good, it was beyond how good he was. But it lasted the whole four or five days. I done a, I done a, a stupid thing in the first game. I took him off in the first game and it might have been the first time he'd ever been subbed in BPL because the plan was to go with Bester Skipping because he went so good at UBC. But um yeah, that, that fired him right up, so I got him going so I'm taking well, well
2: played, Kevin. <laughs> let let us talk about that, Kevin, because you're given the 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 keys to the machine that is the the, the Moama Steamers. You've got you've got uh, two two of the best players we've ever seen play the sport in in Omar and and Ryan Bester. You've also got you've also got your partner in uh, in Cass Millerick too. How do you get managing that crew? Because uh, you got a you got a fair bit of talent plus some personalities to manage
0: there. <laughs> Do you know what? It was actually really easy. I'm, I'm not just saying that. Like they the three of the most chilled out people you'll ever meet off the green. On the green, it gets a bit intense at times. But <laughs> see, see, when they're on there, there's not much I can do. I just let them do their thing. And uh, Cass, is, Cass knows her role on the team. She plays it really well. She, she either plays three ends or five ends. That's it. Bester knows his role as well. Stay out Aaron's way. And Aaron just does his thing. So... <laughs>
3: Hey, Kevin, we were talking about Cass's role. Did she play the whole um, event starting the first set? Uh, we were saying about how in the finals series, she just looked so relaxed and played really well. Is that how you played the whole BPL, her starting the first set and then Ryan coming on afterwards? Or did you change that up as you went along?
0: Uh, no, we actually changed it in the semi-final. So the whole week we'd been going, best or started, then Cass would come on the second set. But we knew, we knew that we knew Pine Rivers were going to have Joe playing seven ends because Ryan Burnett's not a very good coach but like he doesn't, he doesn't <laughs> think he's well. so, so my idea was that Cass would play the first set and uh, luckily she played really well. She matched Joe which is tough to do and we matched yeah. the first set but I knew Burnett would leave Joe on because that's what he'd done the whole tournament. He left, he left Joe on the first two ends so I was trying to get best at a head start against Trish Rosane's yeah. so that's why we changed it then and it didn't work, but it did not end. So <laughs> we lost that set. So then we got it on a tiebreak. But that was the theory behind it. So,
1: yeah.
3: Nice.
1: And you mentioned... Did you have, oh, oh, sorry.
3: Oh, you didn't I, have I, your did hand you up, say, Lindsay. I, I know. Sorry, guys. Sorry. I just wanted one more. Did Did you and Berno have any, like, side bets or anything going on about bragging rights? Who's the best coach as best mates? Uh, there,
0: there was a fair bit of... He stayed at my place, so there was a fair bit of sledging going on. We got them on the phone. <laughs> I think it was the first TV night, and we got a couple of flukes, and it was it was the best thing that could possibly happen because that's all <laughs> we spoke about all week was how lucky we were. So we we spent the week rent-free in Ryan Burnett's head, which was thoroughly <laughs> enjoyable.
3: I oh, love
1: it. Uh, that's <laughs> great. i got his tears here bottled up. And- <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I Watch know. It, for the next everybody can't see it, but he's just held up a bottle saying Ryan Burnett's tears, and it's labelled perfectly. So that's absolutely brilliant from uh, from you, yeah, Kevin. But <laughs> own, <laughs> yeah, it was quite full actually. I think that's a two liter bottle. Um, but yeah. I um I wanted to ask about um, you and Cass. Now you mentioned on Friday night how impressed you were with how she's taken everything. In her stride, and how proud are you of how well she's playing since she's made the transition down to the Miami Bowling Club?
0: Yeah, no, it's it's been it's been really good. She's um, she's really took it all in her stride. Like she was not apprehensive, but it was a big move for her. Do you know what I mean? Like I'd I'd sort of done it before when I moved to Scotland to Australia, but this was Cass's first proper big move away from Queensland and her family and her friends. And now nah, she's she's took it all in her stride. Like we, we've got a great bunch of mates down here who. She's really close with now after sort of two years. But um, she's done really well on the green as well. Like she's sort of, she won the champion of champions, the Victorian champion of champs. She's in it again this year. Um, the club obviously held massively. They support us really well as well. And uh, they, they, they just let us do a thing really. And yeah, it's, we're reaping the rewards now
4: that's so great to hear um just just in regards to yourself now um you seem like a very very relaxed person in general even just sitting there now talking to us it's really really great to see how do you manage your nerves and how do you keep calm on the sidelines of the bpl
0: you just you sort of just need to tell yourself that there's nothing you can do at the end of the day it's up to the guys out there you just you want them to win but see, see at the end of the day preanna it's, it's a game of balls it's not life or death like there's there's other people in the world who are in a lot worse situation than what we are, and we're just lucky to be out there doing our thing, playing bowls, and that's my sort of take on it. It'd be, I wish everyone in bowls could be like that, because some people just take it far too seriously for my liking, <laughs> but as much as it's serious business, you need to enjoy yourself, and yeah, I try and do that as much as I can.
2: I was going to ask you about that because you are one that is good at lightening the mood, whether it just be sitting around a table having a chat or whether it's out on the green. We did hear a few little uh, rumours about uh, some of the messages and things like that. I don't necessarily want you to share all of them, but is there anything you can share that you uh, that you did convey to the team to lighten the mood?
0: Uh, no, we, I send them a little message every morning. when um, yeah Wake up in the morning and send them a message, let them know what they're doing, try and lighten the mood, relax them. I couldn't possibly repeat what I said in them because somebody's banging on them, but it's funny. So, uh, no, nah, it's, it's more so just to get the guys going. And when we see each other in the morning, we'll have a chat about it and just have a laugh, really. And Yeah. Uh, it's, it's good. It's good fun. Yeah, you,
3: you're not uh, not too shabby a bowler yourself, mate, when you're going well. Uh, are you a bit upset that the Moama Seamans did so well and, and you might not get a shot to play in the team? <laughs> nah, I
0: knew So... Last year, after the last one, I knew Aaron in Helensville was sort of – he was moving on for there. So if you've got the chance to sheriff, you've just got to put your ego to the side. <laughs> yeah. there's, there's absolutely no complaints. I'm thoroughly enjoying sitting on the side and watching. And not, not many people can say they've played in one and been beaten a final. So I'll, I'll be happy <laughs> with that. <laughs> Let, let's,
2: let's dig into that a little bit, Kevy, because it's – the. I asked about the, the management of the team and you talk about egos in this team and probably one that has had to put the ego to the side a little bit is your great mate in uh, in Ryan Bester. You know, we're we're so used to seeing him play such a dominant role skippering, yet in this team that's not really his role. Um, how much have you talked about that with him and, and how comfortable is he with it all?
0: I think he's quite happy just keeping out Aaron's way. To be honest, when when Aaron's at we've always got. But when Aaron's not on, like he was at the weekend, Bester can still skip, and everyone yeah. knows that. We know that. Aaron knows that. Everyone in the world knows that Bester's one of the best players. But when Aaron's like that, Aaron's the best player, and Bester won't be saying that because he says it himself. He is, without a doubt, in my opinion, the best player. When he's on, I don't think anyone can beat him. Well, obviously someone can beat him, but the percentages are massively in his favour because he's just better. That's 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 what it is. And, and Ryan knows that as well. Obviously, Ryan can beat Aaron. Aaron can beat Ryan. But when it comes to this team, if Aaron's on, Aaron skips. Simple as that.
1: Yeah, more than fair enough. And I just love the simplified nature of it. If he's on... He skips and and talk to us about um, how difficult can can it be difficult for you when you've got to give Cass, who's your partner, any tips or tell her to come off or tell her to go on or do you do you find that you clash at all or are you pretty yeah. chill?
0: Nah, not not really. Like Cass Cass knows her role in the team. She's yeah. she's loving playing with the two of them. She's learning so much off Aaron and Ryan. The, the two of them are brilliant with Cass as well. Obviously, we're all we've all known each other before this. We're good mates. It's just a a chilled out team. It's a good team we've been a part of. And, yeah, I think everyone's happy in it as well, which is the main thing. If everyone's happy and enjoying it and knows the role in the team, success will come.
3: Abby, tell us about um, the the finals night, just to be part of the club there, the members, the support and the energy that was happening. um, So fantastic. and, And a huge kudos to everyone there at Moama. What's happening? Like, there's big plans in place there um, more progress with the club. Tell us about what's happening uh, in Mohammed Town.
0: Yeah, there's a bit going on, Lindsay. Um, now nah, so across the road, they've, obviously, you've seen the sports bar, they've finished that area. The next, they're doing a sort of a cafe, new in between part. So there's going to be a resort, that's the end game. That's the end of the master plan. There'll be a resort here eventually, but the next stage is to do a sort of in between area, like a cafe, a common area. We'll have room for indoor balls and functions and stuff like that so that's the next part that's starting soon and then after that obviously the resort which is going to be really really impressive will be yeah it'll be amazing once it's all finished it's amazing just now it's, a, it's an awesome club it's a great organization to be a part of and work for the members are brilliant the volunteers are really really good the staff are awesome but it's um yeah once once it's all complete it'll be it'll be unbelievable it's, it's already one of the best clubs in the world but I reckon five, six years' time it'll be, yeah, it'll be up, up, there still.
3: Yeah, and it was great to see, uh, the the community just gets behind it down there. And Mickey Walker and there was Zane, like all the old Moema crew being out in the crowd. That must have been pretty special as well.
0: Yeah, that's that's what it's like. Even even the floods, Lindsay just passed. The community spirit is I've never seen it mm. like in my life living in Scotland the Gold Coast when the floods were coming. The week leading up to that, it was incredible. Everyone, the whole community is out the football fields. But everyone, Moama wasn't going to get damaged, but there was houses just on the outskirts that were going to get hammered by the floods and did. But everyone mucked in; they were out there sandbagging for days on end. But it was just a massive community effort just to get it to get it all done and just try and save people's homes. And yeah, no, it's it's an amazing community for that. It's yeah, it's, it's really really good. And the bowls club's sort of the hub of it. There's not much to do in Moama. You've got the three big clubs: the bowls club, the golf club, and the the RSL. But No, even, yeah, it's it's amazing. The community is unbelievable.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you are 100% right. And the way that you guys look after us at BA, um, you and Stewie do a great job and um, even the Bistro is great. Frinkle, I think, got a massive, uh, massive amount of money. <laughs> Lindsay was eating yeah. it on TV. Um, yeah,
3: no,
1: <laughs> um, nah, very good soft serve and frozen yoghurt there. But uh, no, nah, the way that you guys <laughs> looked after us was was amazing and you do a great job up there. And um, thank you very much for jumping on the show with us today, Kevin. It's been a pleasure to have you on and congratulations again on uh, on the victory.
0: Thanks, Val. Cheers, guys. Fast, fun and for everyone. Bowls Australia's social bowls program, Jack Attack, is like barefoot bowls but better. Jack Attack is the perfect way for beginners to get into bowls with the short and sharp format suitable for people of all ages. Head to jackattack.com.au for more information.
1: You are listening to The Right Line. Val Ferbo, Lindsay Clark, Clive Adams, and guest host Brianna Smith joining you on Bowls Australia's official podcast. Big thank you to Kevin Anderson for joining us in the last segment for an ultra-impressive week by the Moama Steamers. An amazing week for them, uh, considering they only lost just a couple of matches throughout the entirety of BPL 17. But speaking about someone who did play well during BPL 17 and the twenty twenty two. Male bowler of the year, Nick Kale. He joins us on the show now, fresh off his campaign with the Melbourne Extreme. Nick, thank you very much for joining us on the show. How are you? Good, Val. Thanks for having me, mate. Really appreciate it. Absolutely no problems. And you did uh, you did a wonderful job last week, considering it was only how much notice did you have leading into the tournament <laughs> that you were playing? I think it was about probably
5: 10 days so I didn't have much time to prepare for it but uh yeah when I got the phone call and the news that I was playing my first BPL I couldn't be more excited.
1: And talk to us about the week and how you found it because it can be very daunting at times considering you know that you're going to be playing under lights and and on the broadcast matches so talk to us how you sort of navigated your way through.
5: Yeah it um to me it 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 was just another week of bowls, honestly. Um, you know, all the guys there I've, I've played with and against before. Um, so the, the format was the biggest thing for me that was new. Um, but in terms of the the players that were there and just putting bowls down, really, um, it wasn't too much different. Um, I had a little bit of experience at Moama before the event, so I think that helped in, in knowing what the green was sort of going to run like and what bowls I should probably use um, down there. But um, – yeah, it wasn't the flashest of starts having my bowls not turn up. So, um, yeah, had to get over that hurdle. But, uh, yeah, I really enjoyed the experience.
3: Nico, we were um, speaking in the lead up. I, I get uh, uh, the special job of getting to work a lot alongside you, but how um, much you're very goal-driven and you know, BPL being one of those goals, how did it uh, match up in terms of what you're expecting and what you experienced?
5: Yeah, it's um, I'm, I'm someone who doesn't really like watching bowls, but – I have had a little bit of a chance to watch the BPL and um, it's something that I've always wanted to play in um, as well as probably everybody around Australia. So um, just to get the opportunity was amazing. But um, it was everything that I expected it um, to live up to and I loved the opportunity to play on the TV. That was really cool, playing my first TV game. Um, and, yeah, it was it was wonderful to team up um, with Sunbury, having that connection Uh, through the UBC that I played with them Um, it was yeah really wonderful of them to offer me the opportunity to play for them
2: it was an interesting one to watch uh, your team try and work out the dynamic because obviously Mm -hmm. when you have had a couple of changes of course Tash was new into the team as well so there's a couple of changes and in fact I've got a bit of a stat because there was only two teams in the whole competition that used all six possible combinations of their players so there are six possible ways you can line up two uh, three players in two spots lead and skip and only only sydney and the melbourne extreme were the teams that did it but you you probably did it more so than sydney sydney was just an end here or there how did you go working out that dynamic because I, I think that was that was something that sort of evolved throughout the tournament for for your team
5: yeah um it was a challenge for us not having played together before. So we didn't really know um, the strengths in each other's games and how we'd like to go about the game. So um, we generally went with what we thought would work best with Ali skipping to start with. And Tash and I would lead up front and share that role. Um Mainly for me, using the straighter bowls at the at the start of the tournament, it was all about leading. I mean, we could have we could have altered that, and I could have gone to skip earlier on in the tournament. Um, but we we just found that that was the best way to start. Um, it didn't get off to a flash start for us. It could have been a bit better. Um, so then it was just a matter of trying to find something that worked. So we tried as many possible combinations as we can. And Kelvin brought us on at different times, and different people had start the game. Um, So yeah, it was just a matter of trying to find what worked for us. Unfortunately, we left it a little too late to find our sweet spot.
4: (laughs) Hello, my little mate, Nick. (laughs) Um, The extreme just fell short of the finals line. What did you make of the team's form over the week?
5: Yeah, look, same again. We 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 did really well considering that the three of us had never played together before, I think. Calvin um, was a, a lot of fun on the sideline. Um, and I think we got to about the Wednesday of the competition. We could have probably been about uh, maybe four wins, six losses or something around that. And we got to the Wednesday and we all just sort of said to each other at the start of the game, we said, let's just have fun from here on out. Whatever happens, let's just make it a fun two, three days if it comes off, it comes off. If it doesn't, so be it. We'll have some fun, and we we had a lot of fun. We we found the right um, the right method. Um, Kelvin found a method to his madness, and <laughs> and it worked. Don't tell. So him. <laughs> we were just a couple. We were just a set short for the whole week. But um, yeah, I think all three of us were really proud to walk away with our performance.
3: Nico, tell us about um, your experience. Obviously, you play a lot with Aaron Sheriff anyway, but playing uh, and skipping against him and Alex Marshall, um, arguably, arguably one of the greatest of all time. I think you had a win against Alex. Potentially, tell us what the experience was like, and um, yeah, how you went against him.
5: Yeah, well, we were pretty lucky against Alex. Actually, we uh, they they'd already secured a final spot, so the game that we were playing was sort of a dead rubber um so they were sort of playing around with their combinations as well um but yeah we ended up having a win in that game i skipped in the last set against alex which was a wonderful experience um yeah playing with aaron um at broadbeach he's you know he's one of the best in the business uh, one of the best that's ever played um and it is a privilege to step out on the rink with him and the likes of alex not to mention all the other players that are there throughout the week you know you've got shannon McElroy, nathan rice um, all the guys from WA who are Australian players. It's, it is is the best of the best in the business. Um, it's a privilege to share the green with all of them.
2: You, you said you took it like a normal week of bowls, but it's not a normal week of bowls. So you, you get <laughs> no. to the TV <laughs> games, and I i can relate to this because I know when when the when, when my first uh, chance on the TV rink came about, people said to me, are you a bit nervous? And I went, nah, no, I'm not nervous. I'm not that nervous. I'm all good. Got out there with the first bowl and went, oh, hang on. Maybe I am a bit nervous, as <laughs> the hand was shaking. Uh, and I'm not quite sure where that first one was going to go. Was it? Was there any of that for you with that first TV game, with the big intros? And the, it is a little different to what, uh, what what you're used to.
5: Yeah, I was I was so excited once you know once I was told that I was playing the BPL, I was like, oh my god, I get to play on TV here. This is awesome. Yeah. And then yeah. I saw the, the the schedule come out and. I had the earpiece in for the first game. I was doing the interview at the start of the game. I'm like, oh, my God, what a what a first way to kick off my campaign. Like, I'm being thrown in the deep end here, but I loved it. It was it was awesome. And to be honest with you, once I was out on the green, like once I've got a bowl in my hand, like I'm focused on the job, um, I sort of block out what's going on around me. So um, the cameras, the lights, the people in the, in the audience, um, I was able to block that out, and I think I did that really well. My first bowl – I think I nearly went in the ditch. And I remember halfway down, I'm going, please don't go in. Please don't make your first bowl in the ditch. And I, luckily I stayed on and I drew a toucher well, with it. my next bowl. So, um, yeah, I think it was the ultimate way for me to start. But, um, yeah, it was it, it is a different week of bowls. But uh, at the end of the day, you're still just playing the sport of bowls. And that's that's what I took away from it. How would
3: you enjoy the commentary, Nico?
5: I loved it, Linz. It was great. I got to... I got to chat with um, Ellen in my first commentary match and then I got asked again to do the uh, the finals night, which I went up with uh, Tash. Tash and I did the finals night. So, yeah, it was an awesome experience. I've done a little bit of commentary but nothing on the, on the TV, obviously.
4: You've told us a lot about your week, the BPL. What was your biggest highlight of the whole uh, week?
5: Biggest highlight of the whole week definitely would have had to be the TV game. I don't think there's. I don't think you can get much more joy out of playing on the TV and everybody getting to watch the game. Um, so yeah, it was wonderful that my family back home could watch it. My friends could watch it, um, and I think that's what the BPL is about. I think showcasing the sport and showcasing the best in the business. Um, it's it's great for our sport.
1: And Nick, um, we spoke about this when we did the announcement that you were going to be playing for the extreme. but you and Brianna represented Australia in the under-25 uh, under world indoors uh, just at the start of December last year, and you both did really well. How much did that experience of representing your country sort of prepare you for such a – it's a unique event, but representing your country is sort of on a, on a bigger path. So how did that experience help?
5: Oh, she's a superstar Brie. We we loved the trip going overseas. Um, yeah, it was it was definitely the best experience that I've ever had in my Bowl's career. Um, I think the two of us were quite prepared going over there for that event. Um, so I think it taught me a lot about what preparation I need um to go away to events like that. Um Definitely learning from people um, like Aaron and Lindsay um, and a few others that are around me, learning how they prepare for events like that. Um, That definitely helped my confidence going over as well. Um, But, yeah, preparing for an event like that and and coming back to, like, the BPL, um, I didn't obviously have a lot of time to prepare for the BPL, but having the experience of using the wider bowls on on carpet greens definitely helped um, when it came to the BPL. Um, you know, I use the same, same model of bowl, pretty much the same bowl, just a different colour in what I used overseas. So, um, yeah, I had a lot of confidence using those bowls and, um, yeah, like I played really well at the BPL with them.
4: Talk to us more about uh, your trip over to the UK. How was it? How did you enjoy it, all the things that you did?
5: <laughs> wow, we had so much fun, didn't we? It was, um, yeah, it was that... Like I said, that was the best experience I've ever had in bowls. Um, you know, hopefully there's more to come. But um, yeah, the the whole uh, the whole trip was a dream. Um, putting on your country's colours, I don't think there's anything better um, that you could do in the sport, and it was a real honour and a privilege to do that. Um, I was, as much as it was one of my goals to actually go over and play in the event, I was still shocked when, when Gaz and Kaz both told me that I'd been selected to go away and represent the country. But, um, yeah, I think um, Brianna and I made the most of the event and, um, yeah, we, we couldn't have been more chuffed with how we went over there.
3: Nico, you've had a huge 2022, mate. 2023 kicking off in a good day. What's on the horizon for you? What's the next goals? What's in your next steps?
5: I won't give out too many of my goals, Lynn's. I'll, oh, I'll, I'll I'll keep them to myself just in case some people try
1: and come on, Nick. Board, <laughs> We're all but, um, about yeah, the no. scoops on this show. <laughs>
2: well, to be to be on the right line. To be on the right line, that's
5: one ticked. Yeah, ticked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh look, it's it's very similar for me this year. I'm um I'm going to play as much bowls as I can without burning myself out. Um, Playing in the big events is my big priority at the moment. So um, any state or national or international events, um, I'll be putting as much hard work in as I can to do those. But for me, it's just about um, continuing my processes and uh, my training to help me be at my best.
3: Quick one, Nico. What about your uh, life outside of bowls? Some little things that you do for uh, entertainment, hobbies, relaxation?
5: Yeah, so I've just started playing uh, Pool League, actually, so oh, nice. um, I wasn't there. I was I was really excited for that, but the BPL got in the way of my <laughs> first A-grade league night <laughs> last Oops. Thursday. So, And again, now I've changed plans. I can't go tonight either, but next week I'll be back in action for my first game in the Pool League. But yeah, I've been going down and playing a few um, pool comps. I've been doing quite well in that, and a few of them are actually surprised when I said that I played for Australia in bowls and not in pool <laughs>
2: <laughs> can can you do, uh, uh, how competitive are you Nick? Because often we're uh, a few of us that love our competitive sports. Uh, I know I've tried a couple of times to take up a couple of sports so that I didn't have to be quite so competitive, but give it a few weeks and you just <laughs> have to be, Yeah, you just have to, you have to win Number and you one. have to be the best. Is, <laughs> yeah. that, is that, are you the same?
5: That's me to a core. you would know all about this. Part of our um, high-performance crew at Bowls Australia, we, we were lucky enough to do something called the Clifton Strengths Test, um, which involves answering a lot of questions, and it, it generates this report for you which details you as a person or um, your different strengths. And my number one was actually competition. Um, so it it is 100% me to a core. Anything that I'm uh, against somebody else in, I want to win. I want to be the best. (laughs) So yeah, pools, pools, just another thing like that. It's something that I've, you know, I've been able to have a cue in my hand and pop balls since I was young. We've always had a pool table. So yeah, it's just something um, that I wanted to go and have a good try out against better opposition. And yeah, it's going well.
1: So next time I'm at Broad Beach Bowls Club, am I going to see you just hustling a bunch of people at the, just a lineup to see who can beat Nick and he just beats them all?
3: potentially the who table, wants a game the pool table Does or the balls i pre-
1: want a game <laughs> oh yeah well yeah nick just dominates all the broadbeach now so that's pretty much that's pretty much it inside and outside but um look uh, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show today mate congratulations on your performance last week you were absolutely magnificent at the BPL and he's hoping that we can see you at uh, at many more bowls premier leagues from uh, from now on but you're on an upward trajectory mate the way that you're playing is uh, is amazing so congratulations on a wonderful 2022 a great start of 2023 and he's hoping for more nick cahill
5: thanks Val, thanks everybody
1: nick cahill there joining us on the right line such a well-spoken guy and um such a, a good credit to the sport and, and you know you and you and nick Bree, i think we're in very good hands with where this sport is going because uh the old ones like Lindsay, they might not be around for too much longer but uh, <laughs> i thought i'd slow slide one in there um <laughs> But no, it's um. I think
3: Lindsay's just exited. So.
1: L- yeah, Lindsay has so left the chat. Um, yeah, I just <laughs> saw her face and thought, oh god, she's gonna. She might. Uh, I might not be around for next week's show. Um, but no, it, uh, you and you and Nick, the way that you guys are representing the country and representing the sport is is absolutely magnificent. And um, I can see why you guys get along so much. But how how nice was it to? Because I, I, am I right in saying you guys didn't know each other that well before you went to the UK, and then it, how did the friendship develop?
4: Yeah, that's right. So we only caught up – I mean, we'd known each other through junior bowls when we were playing under-18s and things like that, but that was the first time actually rolling up at Rilla before we went overseas, the first time actually spending more than five minutes together. So – and then I guess 24 hours on a plane and, yeah, best friends. So
3: so we've been actually really, really close ever since, so it's nice to catch up with him. I think um, the selectors must have done a really good job because you guys seem pretty similar, really compatible, um, both very uh, – Level heads on your shoulders, but enjoy a bit of fun and banter. Like, I think it was, and both can play, obviously, but um, must have been nice just to have that straight from the start.
4: It was, it was like we just gelled, we're just like two peas in a little pod. <laughs> It was, nah. so, it was so good really enjoyed it yeah
1: no nah, that's great and we've enjoyed having you on brianna thank you very much for joining us on the right line today it's been an absolute pleasure having you as part of our pod squad um this is a you're indoctrinated now forever and yeah um <laughs> no nah, it's been an absolute pleasure so thank you very much for joining us
4: well thank you very much for having me i really really appreciate it i really enjoyed it too it was another tick <laughs>
1: another one like Nick's, Nick's bucket list of being on the right line Brianna's hosted one so that's your 2023 goals uh, just right up there and Clive thank you very much for today mate it's been a pleasure having you on as usual
2: yeah it certainly has
1: uh, great great
2: to talk with uh, great people in uh, in Kevy and uh, and Nick they're both uh, both wonderful people in our sport we've got so many great people in our sport so it's it's great to
1: catch up with them Speaking of great people, Lindsay Clark, thank you very much for being part of the show today. I thought I'd soften you up before we before we left after sledging you before.
3: <laughs> I was going to say you're digging yourself out of that hole yet, but no, yep. that's okay, Val. It's okay. I just I thought I should mention now that Bree's part of the crew, that she's got to get that matching um, pod squad tattoo that we've all got. So, yeah, that's yeah. booked in for next week, mate. <laughs> uh, but on a serious Ooh. note, I had a, it was a great show. Uh, uh, love being back. Love, love, love talking BPL. Being at BPLs, um, such a great initiative that BAE kicked off back in the day, and now uh, heading into our 18th one in November, Pine Rivers. Uh, it's going to be. It's not going to be a, a junior anymore. It's going to be an adult. 18, 18, editions of the BPL. So, know, the B- so much fun. Then.
1: Very exciting times. The BPL is allowed to drink and drive now. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's uh, that's going to be interesting to see how they go as we take the training wheels off. But, um, no, thanks, everyone, for being a part of the show. Remember, you can subscribe yeah. via uh, via Apple, Spotify, Google, and wherever you get your podcasts from. We're there. Remember to follow Bowls Australia on all the social media platforms, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn as well. We'll catch you next time. It's been Val Febber, Lindsay Clark, Clive Adams, and Brianna Smith on The Right Line.